Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your favorite quarterback hater, Robert Mathis, and you're listening to the For the Culture Podcast. This is the For the Culture Podcast weekly wrap-up show, episode five, and this episode is going to be free agent heavy. And I know everyone out there that's listening wants to know what's going on with the Colts and free agency and, and what's going on behind the scenes, and so I will give you guys the best information that I possibly can. As I always say with these type of things, it doesn't guarantee it's going to happen. It doesn't guarantee it's not going to happen. It's just what I've been told or things that I've heard through sources. And, you know, my thing is, if you don't want to hear about it or you don't care or you, or you think I'm making all this up or whatever, then just don't follow me. You don't have to make ignorant comments. I mean, if that makes you feel better, you can do that as well. But my thing is... A lot of fans want to know rumors, and you know it's it's fun and it's entertaining and whatever. So that's who we do this for, you know. We 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 really have worked hard to try to cultivate relationships to get to this point. So, you know, we try to put out the most accurate information we can. But things always, you know, are subject to change. So I just kind of wanted to start off with that, with the weekly wrap up. Not a whole lot's going on this week. Uh, it's the last couple of weeks since the Carson Wentz trade has gone on. Uh, there really hasn't been a lot of Colts heavy information, just a lot of stuff you read, you know, rumors and whatnot. You know, one of the things we saw this week was William, somebody put out a tweet that w the Colts were interested in William Jackson at the trade deadline. From what I know, that is that is completely false. The only player I know that was that was either mentioned to the Colts as as a trade option was Jalen Smith, and they did the Colts didn't want Jalen Smith. He was offered the linebacker from the Cowboys was offered to the Colts. They turned that down. So the William Jackson thing wouldn't doesn't really make a lot of sense anyway because he was in the last year of a deal. So you'd be basically giving up, you know, draft capital for a guy that's probably not going to be re-signed and I'm the Colts as far as I know are not interested in him I haven't heard anything regarding him but I think I'll have more on the secondary next week uh, as far as like free agency goes I think I should have more on that next week so stay tuned for that I'm not a hundred percent positive on whether or not the Colts are interested in William Jackson or not now or I do know they definitely were not interested in him at the trade deadline because it just didn't make any sense so with that, you know, move on to the first thing I talked about this week, which I was told Quentin Nelson is 100% not moving to left tackle. He will stay at left guard. They will either sign a free agent stopgap and draft a left tackle, or if they can't find a free agent stopgap, there's a chance they move Braden Smith to left tackle and draft a right tackle. That is what I was told. I do not want this. What I want is for them to just draft a left tackle and let and just ride with what they've got. Because I think when you start moving guys around, you create a lot of problems. And we've already got really the four set. We just need the left tackle. So what I've been told is he's a last, you know, that's a last level scenario. They're going to try to get a guy, a stopgap to kind of, you know, get us, move us in the right direction that way you're not throwing whoever we draft right into the fire because, you know, left tackle is not easy position to play, one of the more difficult positions to play. 
But I've been told Braden Smith is the guy that's going to move if if anybody moves. So I would expect the Colts to draft a left tackle. I would expect them to probably sign a vet free agent, whether that's Villanueva or somebody like Riley Reef, who they was just re- really released to a one-year deal. I think that would be the move I would make. Uh, but we just don't know with the Colts. I'll get into their money situation a little later on, but that's a big thing with them, the the money situation. So as far as that goes, I'm not a huge fan of the Braden Smith, the left tackle thing, but that's that's an option on the table, depending on what happens in this offseason. I've been asked a lot about Zach Pascal and George Odom. Those guys will be back. You know, as far as uh, I've seen a lot of rumors regarding Orlando Brown, Mike McGlinchey is now a new a new name that I've heard. Zach Ertz. Tra- these, these are all trade talk options that I've heard as far as mentioned online. Checked in on all that. None of that's going to happen. They're not trading for Orlando Brown. They're not trading for Mike McGlinchey. And they're not trading for Zach Ertz. They're just not going to give up draft capital. So that's not going to happen. Uh, what they are looking to do, though, is they are very focused on getting their extensions with Smith and Leonard done this offseason Definitely before they get to free agency next year. They don't want this to get anywhere close to that. They're working on that stuff as we speak. So you have to think about this when you're considering who the Colts are going to sign and for how long and all that. When they're competing with other teams, you have to remember there's three guys that have to be extended and they're all going to make a lot of money. Braden Smith, Quentin Nelson, and Darius Leonard. And because Darius Leonard and Braden Smith are four-year guys and and the other, and Quentin's a, a fifth-year guy that you can wait that extra year on. They're going to work on Braden and Darius, and they are working on Braden and Darius. So you have to consider when you're like, well, we want to bring this, you know, we want this guy, we want this guy as a fan. You want all these guys, but you have to understand that the guys that they're going to have to pay are going to make a ton of money, and so they're not going to be the Colts aren't going to be giving out you know long-term deals because it just doesn't suit them, and guys are going to want long-term. You know, security. They're going to want longer than one one year security. A lot of those guys are that are out on free that are out there in free agency. So, you know, I think people need to kind of maybe manage their expectations of what what's going to happen this off season. Because as much as we love free agency and want things to happen and get good players, the thing about it is you don't win through free agency for the most part. I mean, you, there's certain teams like last year the Bucks. I guess you could use an example. They did, but I mean, for the most part, you build your team through a core of drafted players and not free agent signings. We saw in 2015, Grigson just went crazy signing free agents. They were all old bums, and we stunk that year. You know, you have to be really smart about the guys that you give money to, and the Colts are always going to be a team that that drafts, develops, and extends their own players. So that's that's the main focus of this team and Chris Ballard in the fr- the front office. The guys that I do know that they are definitely interested in, as far as, you know, they're definitely going to make a push for, and, you know, whether they get them or not remains to be seen. But I do know at Edge, they want, you know, they really are interested in Carl Lawson and Romeo Aquara. I've had a lot of people ask, is it an either-or situation? It's definitely one or the other. They're not going to be able to sign both of those guys. They're just going to be too expensive. If I if I had a, to bet on which one they would sign, it would probably be Aquara. They like both of those guys, but I, I just think Lawson might, I think, be outside their price range, but we'll see. 
you know, he's going to get, they're both going to get a lot of good offers. I mean, they're, they're both excellent players, but I know the Colts like a lot of edge guys, but they're just not in their price range. Uh, these two guys, I think are, are guys that they're going to look at and I've been told they're going to look at. And so uh, we'll see what happens. They need, they have got to get, they've got to get an edge guy. I think my, my best case scenario is they get either one of these guys and then draft the guy to go with with Kamoko Ture and and Taekwon Lewis, uh, Ben Banigou is is just got to get better. He's not good enough. He doesn't practice well enough. There's a lot of issues with him as far as just you know effort and practice and just not getting the best out of him. You know they're just he's not working hard enough. So you know it's a big off season for Ben Banigou. He's got to get it turned around. I still think he's got a lot of talent, but you know your practice habits with this team are the most important thing and if you're not practicing hard you're not going to play i mean we've seen that uh with taekwon and and guys in the past that just they just haven't been good practice players and they haven't played and that's going to continue that's the way this team is run on defense it's about effort if you don't put it out in practice you're just not going to play so they definitely need to upgrade that position group and i think they will as far as corner goes they want roads back uh, and then again, this is not, they're not, you know, this is not a and situation. They're not going to get Xavier Rhodes and Patrick Peterson. They'd like to, but that's not going to happen. It's too, it's just too much money. So if Rhodes does not come back, Patrick Peterson is definitely the guy they're going to focus on to try to, to bring back, uh, or bring to Indianapolis. Uh, they like him a lot. They think that he would do well in this defense. I agree. Play. He's a very. He's fast. He's skilled. I think he's. He had a rough year last year, but I think he fits our scheme well and would do a good job. As far as other secondary players, I think I'll have more for you guys, like I mentioned earlier next week. Um, but for right now, Rhodes and Peterson are the two guys they really like at corner. Uh, I expect them to draft a corner as well. They could take one in the first round, honestly, because I know um, they really. They really want another corner, and I know that they like a lot of the guys in this draft, and we're going to have – there's a chance we could have J.C. Horn and Newsome, uh the second on the on the board, and both of those guys fit what we do. So um, those are just a couple draft options. But uh, as far as just free agency goes, Xavier Rhodes-Peterson, those are the two guys that they're focused on, I think. Wide receiver, more of a secondary, you know, second and third tier wide receivers, I think, are what you're going to look at. Corey Davis is somebody I think they'll look at. Nelson Aguilar, John Brown. Obviously, we all want T.Y. back, but I think that the fact that all these guys got franchised uh, makes this more difficult because T.Y. moves up the totem pole, and I think he's going to end up making more money or getting offered more money than the Colts are willing to spend. So I think we're going to end up with maybe a second or third tier wide receiver here and then draft somebody and to go along with the core of the young guys that we have with Paris Campbell, Michael Pittman Jr., um, you know Zach Pascal, those guys. So, uh, if you're expecting Kenny Galladay, I I just I don't see it. I just I just don't see it. Um, as far as tight end goes, I know if er, you know Ertz gets released, uh, I think he's an option. Clearly, Kyle Rudolph is an option. They like Jonu Smith, so that's an option. Those are guys they're going to look at. But again, the price has to be right. The Colts are really they're not going to bite off their nose to spite their face you know what i mean they're, they they want to the number one thing they want to do is bring back those three guys i mentioned darius leonard Braden smith quinn nelson so you have to weigh all these things out weigh these players out is it worth it is it worth the worth the risk and all that so i talked about you know offensive tackle a little earlier riley rife reef uh villanueva th- those are guys i'll look at 
But again, there's going to be a lot of a lot of competition for those players, and that's just going to drive the price up. So we'll see what happens. But these are, you know, this is it, it, like we always say, it's fluid, and people get pissed when you say that and think that you're moving the the goalposts or whatever. But it, it is what it is. I mean, th- this stuff changes day to day. I we try to give you the best that we can, the most accurate information that we can. And, you know, we've been right about a lot. I was off on the Darius Leonard contract thing, but they are definitely still working on that. Um, and they got to get that done, and they will. Honestly, their priorities right now are more Braden Smith and Darius Leonard almost than anything else. They've got to get those guys done. Uh, they're focused on those in-house guys. Um, they'd like to, you know, like I, I've, I've said a million times, they'd like to bring back Rhodes, Autry, Carey. Those are three guys that they want back. But all those guys, I'm sure, are going to get offered things on the open market, even Carey because he's such a, a versatile player. And so the Colts have a lot of things they have to look at. But here's the thing I would tell everybody. Just because they have all this cap space doesn't mean they actually have that liquid money. So meaning they don't they don't actually, you know, you, you think they have all this money, but in a lot of cases they don't actually have that money the physical money to go out and pay these guys. They're not like the Cowboys or teams like that, that money grows on trees, basically. this is, They're a Midwestern-run organization. Um, you know, it's just they do things differently. They've got a great cap guy. They plan things out. You know, they, they make it work. And, and Chris Ballard is more about getting guys that are young, that haven't played their best football, or maybe not give, been given the, the greatest opportunity. He, he looks for those guys... Um, because they're low-risk, high-reward guys, and you sign those guys. I mean, look at Danico. Danico's basically built his career in Indianapolis, and I know that Chris Ballard is definitely going to sign some guys this offseason in free agency, and you're going to be like, why? Who? Who is this guy? Why are they signing him? I've never heard of him. Look at his stats. His stats aren't great. That's not what it's about. It's about looking at a guy. Does he fit your scheme? Has he been used incorrectly in the past? And if you put him in our scheme, will he succeed? And if and I think a lot of the, the some of the a lot of the guys that they're going to bring in are going to be guys maybe that you haven't heard of, but are going to be guys that if you put them in the right system are going to be successful. I think especially on defense, our guys are set up. Our defense is set up so that guys can come in right away and excel in it. It's not a it's not a super complicated defense. It's about an it's more of an effort defense. You've got to play hard. You've got to communicate. You've got to be fundamentally sound. Those are the things that are key. That's why rookies can come in here and succeed in this defense because it's about effort. It's about communication. It's about you know being prepared, knowing your fundamentals, and playing your fundamentals, knowing your keys, all that stuff. So um, you know the, the the guys that they bring in, you might not be think are fits for this scheme, but the Colts will not bring in guys that they they aren't positive are fits for this scheme. That's I mean that's just the way they roll. So I guess to sum this up, uh, there's a lot of rumors out there, and there's going to be a lot of rumors. I'll try to, you know, give my take on each of them or whatever, the the ones that are at least viable as they come up, because some of these things that I'm seeing out here, like the trade for Orlando Brown, that's, I mean, that's that's not going to happen. Trading for Zach Ertz is not going to happen. Like a guy like... You know, Kyle Rudolph is the guy we're going to look at, I'm sure. I mean, he's in the bigger thing with this this organization and the Colts. The thing that they're looking at, I think, the most this offseason isn't even the free agents. It's the guys that are getting cut. Uh, the, and you're going to see a lot more guys get cut. And I think the Colts are going to look at those guys. 
and you're, you're going to see, I think they you know, really believe that they can sign some of these guys that end up being cut by other teams because of salary cap situations and bring them in here. So a lot of moving parts, as always. Lots going on behind the scenes. But as, as far as the Colts go, I feel like their priorities are definitely the in-house guys. Uh, they want to get an edge in here. They want to get a tackle. They need to get a you know add a receiver and a tight end, uh, but I don't think they're going to break the bank. I think if they're where the the most money will probably be spent is definitely edge. I think the rest of those positions are not going to be filled by bank breaking type players, long term contracts that that sort of thing. I think you're going to be seeing maybe you know for especially the tackles maybe a one two year deal most at most, uh, corner maybe a two year deal. They're not going. They're not going to go very far beyond that. Now, tackle might. Excuse me. Defensive end, I think, might be a little longer term deal. But again, they're not going to do it if it's going to affect their ability to sign any of those three guys. So, uh, with that said, I think that's pretty much it. That's a lot of information. The Braden Smith thing is is something I don't think many people have talked about, but I've definitely been told that multiple times by multiple people. If it comes down to it, that's that's who's moving. They think he can make that move. They think he can play there, be successful. I'm not a huge fan of it. I, I would prefer to draft a left tackle and just keep everything the, the way it is and maybe sign a veteran guy to kind of get him through, uh, whether that's Riley Reef or somebody else. I think that's more of the way to go, but uh, we'll see what happens. I know that they're all about, you know, trying to take care of their own, and they're never going to go outside of the organization and sign a guy to a long-term deal. If they have a guy in-house that deserves the money, they're going to pay their in-house guys first, and that's really the way it should be. And, you know, as far as just, I just kind of want to reiterate a couple things. Jacoby Brissett's not coming back. I, I haven't seen anything about that, but I just wanted to reiterate that. Justin Houston also is not coming back. People, I have seen some people talking about bringing him back. It's not going to happen. Uh, his legs are pretty much shot. So he, he's, I mean, as far as the Colts go, I think he's done here. So they're looking to add to that that edge rush and upgrade. And we'll, you know, we'll see what they do. Um, you know, Chris Boward is is one of those guys that likes to buy low, get guys that maybe people aren't talking about and that fit our system. So I, I expect some of those signings, and you know. I, I don't think people should get down or, or lose faith in the team if they don't make a bunch of big splash signings because in the end, what the Colts organization is about is drafting and building, developing, and extending their own players. That's what this organization is about. That's the blueprint for success. They've got to start putting it together. They've made the playoffs two out of the last three years, but that's not good enough. We haven't won an AFC South title since 2014. And it's high time we start winning titles again. This is, I mean, this is this organization. It's time, you know, it's time to take that next step. It's time to go from a wild card to a division winner, and it's time to start really making moves up the ladder in the AFC. Because if they don't soon, when will they? I mean, they've got these guys, these young guys, these core of good players, great players, really. I mean, two of them I think are going to end up in the Hall of Fame when it's all said and done. So uh, the Colts really. They've got to add the right pieces, and they've got to make the right moves. I think they will. I trust Ballard to do that. And, uh, you know, I expect them to have another killer draft and, you know, 
have a great core and and have a solid team this year, win the division. That's the expectation uh, for me and a lot of other Colt fans. I expect Carson Wentz to play a lot better than he did last year and regain his form. That's the expectation, and that's what it should be. So uh, I hope this was an interesting uh, podcast for you guys. Again, you know things are subject to change. I'm not always going to be right, but uh, this is all the stuff I've been hearing. As things come up, I will definitely get back on and and uh, and let you guys know what what what's what you know what it, what is true, what is false. Ton of rumors around this time of year, and and look, free agency starts in what less than a week, so it's an exciting time. It'll be fun to see what happens. You know, I, I don't expect the Colts to go ham like a lot of people do because of the just because they have the the room. I think a lot of that room is going to be taken up by extensions, so. Uh, I think they're going to sign guys, but I don't expect it to be a free-for-all like maybe uh, people hope. And again, I would I would caution people that believe in that. You know, look at a lot of teams. That, you know, look at our team in 2015. Look at the Eagles in, I think, 2010 or 11 or whatever it was when they signed all those guys. You really don't build teams through free agency. You build them through the draft, and you supplement what you have in your, on your roster through free agency that's the way you keep a contending team for a long period of time and then you extend your your good players and your drafted players and that's what we've been doing draft develop extend that's the three things we do so that's that i'm gonna wrap it up thanks a lot for listening this has been the for the culture weekly wrap-up show episode five luke and i'll be back sometime this week i'm not sure what the topic will be, but we will definitely be back on soon together here on the For the Culture podcast.